Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and it is time to talk real issues, real people, real New Mexico. With me is former congressman of the 2nd Congressional District of New Mexico, now chairman of our Republican Party, Steve Pierce. How are you, sir? Doing great. I'm telling you, the excitement is building every day uh, among New Mexicans. Not just Republicans, Democrats, Hispanics, black, any voter demographic that exists. So you mean Americans? Yes, Americans and New Mexicans absolutely believe that the president is going to make things better for them and their family. And that's what it comes down to. Just What's going to happen to my family? It doesn't matter if all America is doing great and you lose your job because they closed an industry down. And so that's the building enthusiasm around the president. A week ago Friday, the Republican Party of New Mexico filed a lawsuit. Tell us about that. Well, we feel that the Republican Party is standing up for all voters of New Mexico. What's going on is that the Secretary of State is defining by her own acknowledgement not what the law says. The law says that if you have an absentee ballot, it's got to have a name on it, it's got to have the address where you're registered, and it's got to have your year of birth. Any of the three missing, then it's not a qualified ballot, and the Secretary of State has come up with her own idea that it's okay. Now, the legislature just passed this law this year. Democrat House of Representatives Democrat Senate and the Democrat governor passed it, signed it. And so they all know what they're talking about. And now she comes along because we've got ballots showing up in Doniana County, which is always a problem county. And they don't have either one or two or maybe any of the elements required. And she said, go ahead and count them. And we're saying, no, the law is very specific. You can't count them. So we filed suit against the secretary of state. I believe that New Mexico will be the deciding five votes And I believe that uh, New Mexico will determine who the next president is. Shame on us if we as a state allow fraud to get into the ballot boxes. You know, most voters, they just want it to be fair and reflective of their state and of the mood in the state. And so sometimes Democrats will vote Democrats out of office. Sometimes Republicans will vote Republicans out of office. And that's part of our fabric as a country. But when the vote is jimmied, when people are able to game the vote, by showing up and putting multiple ballots in under fictitious names, no identification, date of birth, not right, or whatever that the information they may choose to leave off. When the system is gamed, then we all lose. You weren't the chairman of the Republican Party at the time, but Yvette Harrell probably lost for the 2nd Congressional District, your old district, because all these ballots were found after the voting was over. After the voting was over, and it was totally illegal. It's against the law for the Secretary of State to allow that county clerk to shut down, but they allowed them to shut down at night. If they had counted all the way through, Yvette Harrell was declared the winner that night. If they had voted all the way through, they wouldn't have been able to go out and find these other ballots. And so that's the reason that it's so important to have the security at the ballot box. When you allow the system to be compromised, people can show up with all sorts of votes, and you don't know where they came from. There's no validation on them. And so that's the reason that we're fighting so hard. I do believe Yvette Harrell had that race stolen from her by a process very similar to this. This is why when the Republican Party of New Mexico asks for donations, this is what you do with that money. Yes, uh, it's, it's how we fund it. It has been my experience that when the president says something like, we're going to drain the swamp, a lot of people have a lot of side deals and they've had them for a lot of years. We cannot expect that they would have gone quietly and just said, oh, well, Trump's draining the swamp. I'm going to give up all these things I had going and walk away. They're fighting back. Yes, the swamp is fighting back, and I think it's you that coined the phrase, if you go to drain the swamp, the swamp ain't going to drain quietly. And that's exactly what's going on. 
The Democrat vote for impeachment this week was a, a step that Nancy Pelosi did not want to take, but she feels crowded by those in her caucus that are insisting on the impeachment vote. She knows it's going to cost her those moderate Democrats in the districts that uh, Trump won, some of them by 20 points. Even Congresswoman Torres Small here in this state Trump won her district, and if she thinks that she can vote yes on this procedure, which she did, then I think she's got a different thing coming when the ballots are actually counted on Election Day. I think that the people who support Trump will not vote for her, given that she's joining in with the charade. You know, if it was an open process, if they were able to take the testimony, if they were able to to show us what's being said, that's one thing. But all this testimony is being taken behind closed doors. And then the chairman of the committee is selectively leaking out what he wants the public to hear. He doesn't want to hear the other side. And so the public will be thinking that Trump's a criminal. They know that he's not going to be convicted in the Senate. Fifty senators have already signed Lindsey Graham's resolution that if the process is not fair, we in the Senate are not even going to consider it. And so the process is not fair. So they know it's going nowhere in the Senate. It's a publicity stunt. It's a publicity stunt, and they're also trying to drive the thought into Trump supporters' minds that there's something there. They figure if they've got a hot enough fire and enough smoke, they can cause people to believe what they want them to believe. I just tell you, Trump supporters have been loyal since the day he announced He has caused something that I've never seen, a loyalty among voters that is so deep that they're not being dissuaded by any of these stunts that the Democrats are pulling. Now I understand Nancy Pelosi is facing an ethics complaint. Yes, you've got two ethics offices in Congress. One is inside the Congress, and that one is is formed by congressional members. Uh, But the also, Nancy Pelosi, when she was Speaker before, back in 2007, 8, and 9, or whatever those years were, She passed a bill which created an outside office of ethics. It's called the Office of Congressional Ethics, OCE. And so it's this OCE that 40 outside groups have filed with. If she hadn't passed the law, you had to be a member of Congress to get an ethical complaint against a member of Congress. So it had to be one congressman against another. She formed this outside group, and now then she is having to answer for the bill that she thought she was so clever in passing. Meanwhile, other congressmen and women are asking for Pelosi to stop this secret process. Liz Cheney, I think, had one of the best quotes. She said, uh, in this selective leaking that's going on, in other words, the committee is leaking out what it wants to the public to know. Liz Cheney calls her hand on that. Other members, Kevin McCarthy, other members have really held Nancy Pelosi's feet to the fire. I think that the Democrats will lose the House of Representatives over this political stunt they're pulling on the impeachment process. We'll be back with more on Inside New Mexico with Steve Pierce in just a moment. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil employers to learn more. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico with Chairman of our Republican Party, Steve Pierce. We heard rumblings that there's going to be a recession and things are slowing down. And then all of a sudden the jobs reports come out. And guess what? 
better than ever. Better than ever. Uh, we added another 128,000 jobs in October. That's more than the 75,000 that were expected, and we almost doubled the projections. And so the economy still keeps humming along really fine. The trade war with China is pulling us back. I will tell you, if Trump actually does have a solution to that, then we're going to see this economy skyrocket. But Axios really had written the, the best article, I think, about it. So just go online and look at them and what they said. Also, another downward push during this last month was the strike with General Motors, The UAW was uh, striking against the company. That took away 46,000 jobs. So if you add those back in, then you can see how strong our economy is really performing. That strike is over, so we're going to see a a nice rebound even above October figures. We're going to see that rebound in November. You may not recall, but Bill Clinton and his advisors, when he beat George Bush, then their statement was, it's the economy, stupid. And so everybody in his team, he himself, Bill Clinton himself, Everyone talked about it's the economy, it's the economy, it's the economy. Well, that's exactly correct. And they did that properly and they won a presidential election over it. But this president's going to win re-election because the economy is booming along. The jobs are growing. People are seeing more pay in their paychecks. We're paying lower taxes. And so the president's campaigning on tax cut number two, tax cut uh, 2.0. And I believe that with rising wages and the prospect of taxes falling even further, then I think you're going to see the president re-elected. And I think New Mexico will vote for the president. What happens to our budget with all these hundreds of thousands of people now who have jobs that are not only no longer taking benefits, but paying in, paying taxes? That's where you start finding balanced budgets and you see your deficits diminishing. The deficits are still very high because Trump took on a total commitment to rebuild the military under President Obama. They had ended up in a point where they didn't have the weapons, they didn't have ammunition, they didn't have spare parts for the planes or the tanks, and so President Trump went in and then huge budgets, uh, and those were deficit spending years. President Trump is rebuilding the military, and I think all of us want a strong military, especially given the instability that we're seeing around the world. So uh, this idea that we cut taxes and we'll see an economic benefit, that was first pushed forward by President John F. Kennedy. At that point, his discussion as the Democrat president were very similar to what Trump's are. Cut the taxes and your economy will skyrocket. And we're finding that exact thing happening right now. Speaking of the military, we had a win for America. U.S. forces killed the ISIS leader. Tell us about that. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi was killed last Saturday, so just about a week, a week and a half ago from the, the running of this program six ISIS fighters were killed right along beside of him. But there are reports coming out that say that ISIS may be totally finished at this point. Everyone says, well, new leaders are jumping up and filling in the gap. Well, in the Civil War, the North had the distinct advantage. They had such a deep bench. If they lost a general in action, then there was another general to take his place. What the South was fighting is that they had a limited pool of candidates So every time they lost a major leader, there was no one to step up and replace them. They had to bring people from down in the ranks. And so they didn't have that deep bench. That's also true of ISIS. It's true of all the terrorist groups. Usually you've got one or two dynamic figures that have been the great source of strength and cohesion of a movement. And when they are gone, then it's not easy for someone else to just step up and say, I'm second in command. I'm taking charge. 
Also, you have the fact that the military just point blank says that we can reach anywhere and hit any target. Many of the press were asking the day after that raid, asking, well, uh, you originated those raids out of Syria. Wasn't the president wrong in bringing the troops out of Syria? And so the response of our military men and women was uh, very frank and straightforward. We can strike anybody from anywhere, anytime. That's going to cause the second in command to look at his loved ones and say, you know, do I really want to cast my life away needlessly? or do I want to go home to my wife and family tonight? And so when a leader with total commitment like uh, Baghdadi is finished, then I don't believe that they're going to be able to fill that void for a long, long time. I heard, and I'll have to confirm this, but I had heard that we also took out his replacement, Baghdadi's replacement. Yeah, and that's uh, that's not a report that I'd heard, but I absolutely believe that our troops know exactly who the replacement would be Plus, they got so much in the way of computers, and and they're able to get information off of that. I know that uh, when I was in Congress, a lot of times the people on the secret committee would say, hey, we got a cell phone when we were out doing that operation, and there's untold information. They couldn't tell me what it was or the secret, but know that we are scanning through his computers, his personal computers right now, his cell phone records. There is no place in the world that a replacement could hide and still be effective in leading the terrorist in their attempt to destabilize the world. I would suggest our listeners check out YouTube and search it because I've seen videos of these guys digging holes in the road to bury bombs for yeah. our troops to run over. Right. And you see in the video all of a sudden this flash and they're right. just gone from six miles away. They don't even hear the round go off. Yeah, They just explode. Yes, that's, uh, I suspect that is uh, actually occurring from the UAVs. They are usually at 20,000 feet. They're electric-driven most of the time, even if they were propeller-driven from 20,000 feet. You won't hear it. They've got usually uh, two missiles, one on each wing, and they're able to lock in from that site. It's actually kids in New Mexico who are flying those missions overseas. So they're flying on a computer in New Mexico. The UAV is going to be over the battlefield. And so that sudden explosion is probably coming from one of them to tell you the truth. Something like this, when we take out a really bad guy that wants to hurt all of us here in this country, we kind of band together. Even the Democrats were Yeah, I I noticed that Chuck Schumer made a very positive comment that, uh, yeah, this is a tremendous operation. The world's going to be safer for it. Majority leader Mitch McConnell absolutely did. Lindsey Graham was really appraising the, the president's courage in going in and risking American lives to take out this leader. It turns out that we didn't have any losses at all. Again, the president showed leadership, tenacity, courage in going and, and taking care of this particular person who had been a destabilizing force in the world for a long time. You are listening to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill talking with our chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. There's more to come. Stay tuned. Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387. 
We are back on Inside New Mexico, and I am talking with Chairman of our Republican Party, Steve Pierce. I understand you were in Roswell this week. I was, for a hero's banquet. The entire Chavez County came together to recognize the people in the Sheriff's Department, the Police Departments, both of Roswell, Dexter, Hagerman, the dispatchers. And each one of the heroes that were recognized, they had just a brief story about what they had done. And so they asked me to be the keynote speaker. And so I want to play pieces of that. We're approaching Veterans Day. And as we approach that, I just want each one of our listeners to begin to think about our veterans. You see one on the street, they've got a hat on, usually say, I fought in the Korean War, or Vietnam, or Iraq. It doesn't matter. Just go up and tell them thank you, just as a human being, one human to another. And if it's in your heart, give them a hug. I tell you, a lot of these people were never thanked for their service or the sacrifice. Many lost friends, and so I am especially cognizant of our veterans. I want to play some clips from that speech today. By the way, it seemed to hit a very vibrant nerve there in the audience, a standing ovation and uh, tears from the table of one of the families who had lost a loved one. And, and that's the reason we need to be so much as a community and as a state saying thank you from a grateful nation to our first responders and veterans. Heroes don't set out that I'm going to be a hero. It just doesn't work that way. Also, you're going to have to deal with how you're going to handle fear, because ultimately fear can strike every single one of us, no matter how strong, no matter how independent, no matter how good. The fear that maybe my kid is just not going to get okay. What are we going to do? What's your, what, what's your source of strength? These are questions that I urge you to be thinking about now. Thinking about as you go to your church and express your faith, thinking about as you deal with your partner in life that, and, and how you handle situations of, of grave danger. You know, Rick Brescola, and no one knows his name, he was a British guy. He was born in 1939, so he grew up and World War II was happening in, in England and there was a base of military, U.S. military people just outside his home. And that base, he uh, would watch the American soldiers and he said, I want to be in the U.S. military. Born in 1939, so he grew up and became a paratrooper in the British military, but it wasn't the same. His heart was here. And then he decided he wanted to fight communism, so Rick Rescola came to the U.S. in 1963 and volunteered for the U.S. Army. He was a little bit older than a lot of the, the first-time troops. He went to Vietnam. He served under Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore. You probably don't recognize that name either, but Hal Moore wrote a book later called We Were Soldiers Once and Young, and he says in his book that Rick Rascola was the best company commander he had ever seen. In fact, he used, out of the thousands of people mentioned in the book, he uses Rick's picture on the front dust cover. Rick was that good. He set out to be that good. He was awarded a silver star, two bronze stars, Cross of Gallantry for Vietnam. And he came home in 1967, and you'd think, okay, Rick's time for heroism has passed him. He got into a security job. I mean, you've seen people that come home, and they're, they're still this intense soldier spirit, and they get into security and it's quiet and there's nothing going on. And Rick began to just uh, serve, so about 1987, I think is, uh, 85 is when he got into corporate security. He began to look around as a good soldier does and, and assess, and he wrote the Port Authority of New York a letter saying, 
that the World Trade Center is very vulnerable. Somebody could drive a truck into the basement loaded with explosives and blow up the entire building from the basement. The Port Authority brushed him aside. It was not anything they were concerned of. That was in 1990 and 1993. You remember the blind cleric that set that mission in charge and that, that pickup truck pulled into the basement, set off the bomb, and it damaged and destroyed that one pillar, but it was not enough to bring it down. Now, many people have quoted the blind cleric. They were carrying him away later after they convicted him of carrying him to prison. And guard says, it's still standing, meaning the World Trade Center is still standing. That's well known. What's not well known is the response that the cleric gave back. We're very patient people. Rick continued to do his duty. 1994, now he got cancer. I uh, got a prostate cancer, and you know that's uh, fairly curable, but he'll spread into his bone marrow. So now he's fighting heavy cancer. By 1999, he's fought the cancer for five years. He's now 60 years old. His glory days of the military are behind him significantly. Until 2001, September the 11th, came. His floor was on the 44th floor of building of the South Building. That's the second building that was hit. But he was the security detail manager. He was the manager of security for Morgan Stanley. They had 22 floors. And for the full time since 1990, when he initially sent that report, we're talking 11 years. Every day, even to the constraint of his superiors, they, they really didn't like him at all because he continued to practice these evacuation drills when nobody is ever going to use it and they're after him and he's fighting cancer and he's, he's putting up with superiors that don't like what he's doing. You're not always going to be appreciated as first responders. People are going to think that you overreact. Maybe you think that too much risk is out there. And I'll just tell you that Rick Rescova stood under the pressure as a good soldier would and continued with all the obstacles that he faced to train. So when that first plane struck the building at 8.46 on 9-11, that American Airlines Flight 11, the Port Authority made an announcement, stay at your desk, it's okay, it's okay. Rick Rescola started that moment, Giddy picks up his bullhorn and his cell phone and he starts ordering his people out. Morgan Stanley, 22 floors. Of course, the first plane struck the other building. He's in the South Tower. At 9.03, about 15, 18 minutes later, United Airlines Flight 175 struck his tower. It hit 38 floors above him. But he was busy evacuating people. In combat in Vietnam, he had formed a practice to keep his men calm under, under fire. He would sing these Cornish hymns, these battle hymns. He'd be singing at the top of his lung, and I don't know if he's a good singer or not. When you're in combat, you're not gonna pay attention to anything except somebody's got the courage to be singing while I have the fear in my heart. Well, he resorts to that, escorting people down the stairways. 2,687 employees for Morgan Stanley, and they all got out. Rick Resco leading him with his bullhorn, singing to the top of his lungs. He got him out, pauses in his singing, calls his wife, says, dear, I'm gonna go back and I've got people left to get. If something happens, know that this is the proudest day of my life. He's been fighting cancer for five, six, seven years, and his superior's been on his back, and this is the proudest moment of his life as he goes back up those stairs. The last time that he was seen was at 9.59, floor 10, headed this way, 
not this way, to get one more group of people. 959 is when the second building collapsed. They never found Rick's body. My friends, I tell this story to make, the, make understood the pathway that heroes come about. They come about through years of preparation, years of thought, years of dedication, We're always answering that if it is me who comes in the line of fire, if it is me who is in the point of danger, I will not run. The American spirit today wants to run from danger. We don't want any conflict. We don't want things that are just too tough. But our heroes, I don't know much about them myself, but I know how they're made. They're made in circumstances like that by people who consciously decide that when faced with the life's most difficult challenges, I will not turn and run. I have something deeper in my heart that is going to cause me to serve, to believe, to continue. When others would let go of the stick, would let the, the plane go. So my friends, this is what we're here for tonight. To say thank you to every single one of those who serve and have served. That's what makes this community so, so wonderful and special, is that you do. I mean, you filled it up, they had to bring in extra seats here. Had to get extra food. This is not what's happening all across America. In America, we've developed a disdain for people who serve, of people who just want to help keep order for the streets, people who want to rescue those out of burning buildings or provide EMT services. Just to know that you're tremendously special here in this community tonight, Chavez County, Roswell, Hagen, Dexter, that you all are what makes America strong. Let's praise our heroes while they're among us because too often we wait until they're gone. God bless you. And so, again, just say thanks to our veterans as you go through this Veterans Day this year. God bless America. And for people that don't know, Steve Pierce, also a veteran, served in Vietnam. Steve, people listening today thinking these guys are talking about some issues that I agree with, and I want to find out more, how would they do that? Sure, just take a look at the webpage, newmexico.gop. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of them have the same target, at New Mexico GOP. All of the newscasts, the podcasts, are put out on different formats, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Just go to any one of these apps, download it, and then uh, search for Inside New Mexico. And if you subscribe, we'll send you every one of the times that we speak on the radio or in public. So again, join up and be a part of this big wave that's going to turn New Mexico red. We look forward to seeing you, Steve, and our listeners again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.